Hey everyone, this is Hovercraft Joe, and I hope you've been enjoying Last Action Podcast and the other podcasts here at GameZilla Media. We invite you to check us out at patreon.com slash GameZilla Media and support us at either the $1 or $5 tier. If you become a patron at $5 a month, you get tons of additional content, including our monthly special called the post credit scene. Thanks for your support, and hasta la vista, baby. GameZillaMedia.com It's time for the last action podcast! Pop quiz, hot shot! Hey, motherfucker. I feel the need for need for speed. It beats. We can kill it. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Come with me if you want to live. Welcome, everybody, to this week's episode of The Last Action Podcast. I am Hovercraft Joe, and I am joined by my two favorite podcast hosts, Sphinx. Food. Hungry. <laughs> and LPJ. Hi. <laughs> What's up, guys? How are you doing? Good. How are you? I am good. I'm I'm uh, weirdly, strangely uh, excited to talk about this movie this yeah, week. Yeah, that is weird and strange. <laughs> <laughs> I am, I'll just say. Yeah, I kind of knew that's how I was going to be going into it, but I'm still excited to talk about it. No, I'm actually excited to talk about it, too. And honestly, it, not to be weird, but it's because of you. Because <laughs> I know how much you love Spider-Man. And... I've got an opinion of this movie, and you're gonna have one, and I don't care about LPJ, but <laughs> you know, I I'm curious what where this episode's gonna go. Yeah, because you know? this is a movie that I I remember when it came out. Which we're doing Venom, sorry. Right, to, we're, we're to, talking about yeah. yes, Venom, 2018's Venom. Yeah, and I just remember when it came out. You know, a few years ago now, it was like people said they loved it or they hated it. Like yeah. it was there was no one really in the middle. I, I would agree um, with that. It's kind of divisive that way. Yeah. yeah, I would say I was more in the middle, but. I thought you hadn't seen it. No, I no saw you, it. Oh, you did. I saw it okay. with them. Oh, you yeah. did. Spoiler okay. alerts for our um, first memories of this movie. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> um, so, re- fairly recent movie on mm-hmm. this uh, release date of October third, two thousand eighteen. Uh, and yeah, uh, LPJ and I saw this uh, not like a Thursday night showing. We saw it on a Friday night. Me, right. me, you, and Jody. And Dave uh, was there too. No. Dave, oh yeah, Dave did go. There. Dave initially did, was said he what, wasn't going to go, and then he showed up, and then he came. He was yeah. like, "Oh no, the reviews I read are kind of bad," uh, but then he came. Uh, but yeah, so we went and saw it on a Friday night, and yep. yeah, it, 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 we'll get into more of my thoughts on it as we go through. Yeah, for me, this is my first time watching it. Is for the podcast, and I just, I really, I like Spider Man. He's one of my favorite superheroes. You know, he's not in this, obviously, um, but you know, Venom is one of his arch rivals, if not the arch rival. I don't know. You could probably elaborate more on that if you wanted to. I, I mean, I think for a time he was a major Spider-Man villain. He's a major Marvel character. Yeah. They've kind of transitioned him out of the villain role. I was going to say, even in the movie, they kind of transitioned yeah, him. Yeah, they don't you know, position like, him as a villain at all. I mean, for a while in the comics, he was a villain. Then he was kind of like an anti-hero. Yep. And now I would say these days he's more of like a more straight up hero, but mm-hmm. still kind of... I mean, not not like a Captain America, but he's not. Yeah, you know, he's, his character he's, has like changed. An anti-hero. His, I would say, yeah. his character has changed more than anyone's in Marvel comics. Well, right, he's okay. kind of had a. a, a he's had arc. a huge, especially the last five years, ten years. Yeah, he's had a gigantic change. Yeah, yeah. and so realizing that 
you know, we weren't going to have Tom Holland in this. And based on the track record of Sony with the other Spider-Man movies, it was just something that... Like I was interested in it, but I was like, I can I can wait to see this. And yeah, so no, now was the time for and, it, and that's understandable. I I mean, as people who listen to this podcast know, I'm the I'm a comic book guy, and I I basically every comic book movie I see immediately. Mm-hmm. <laughs> some of them I'm very interested in see, some of them I'm slightly interested, but I still see them immediately. Yeah. So, and this was one, even the weird kind of thing as in it's a Spider-Man movie without Spider-Man, this one particularly was of interest to me. Yeah, so. fair enough. Yeah, and, and I was, when we, when we first saw it, I was pretty lukewarm to it. I wasn't terribly interested in seeing it. I thought, well, all right, I guess I'll, I guess I'll go see it. And then I saw it and there we go. <laughs> um, so budget on this movie is a hundred million, which I mean, I mean nowadays is that really a lot of money? No, <laughs> not for a superhero movie. No, I, I'd say it's kind of on the lower end for a mm-hmm. superhero movie. Um, domestic gross two hundred and thirteen million. Yeah, so not not great, but yeah. enough to to make a little bit of money. And then worldwide eight hundred and fifty six million dollars. Which yeah, there you so go. So huge. Yeah, and yeah. it blows my mind that. These movies make so much more money overseas than they do here now. It's China, man. China's uh, the biggest market. I think yeah. I think it's even bigger than the United States right now just because of so many people that live in China. Yeah. Could so, be. And, uh, you know, oh. well, never mind. I was going to relate to a recent news about, you know, the James Bond movie being pushed back yeah. because of the Chinese, you know, movie going people for, you know, with coronavirus and all that. So, you know, it makes sense that if these worldwide gross numbers are so big for these recent movies, why they would make that decision for that movie. Sure. But we're not talking about no time to die. <laughs> no. Um, okay. So this is, this is very telling. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes, 29%. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Audience score, 80%. Wow. <laughs> 80%? I, I don't know if we've done a movie with such a big differential between yeah. the rotten between the critics and the audience before i mean i knew critics hated it i didn't again like kind of what we were saying before i didn't think many a lot of people liked it but 80 percent. I, I think this movie like i think a lot of people liked it i mean it made uh, that's a lot a lot of, i know not as much domestically but overall that's a lot of money there's a ton of money and but and that's you, bef- you know you buy your ticket and then you see the movie though you got to remember that too right well and sure word of mouth gets around yeah but like but, those people to get to 850 million no, I agree. people gotta see it more than yeah because like you can get like a lot of a big opening weekend and then your movie's a turd and people don't go see it but this is people that were you know it obviously had some i momentum. remember people being I, I know people who are who love this movie. Yeah. Who are so just I mean, amped up for it. I mean Venom is I only a, know one person and it's someone from our Discord, but I can't think of who it was. I feel like maybe like a Fox McCloud server or something like really loves this movie. I think but, so. but, al- yeah. but also you have to remember Venom just in general is a very, very, very popular character. He is. Yeah. And and I think a lot of people did not like it, how he was thrown into and portrayed in Spider Man three. Not at all. And they wanted to see the character. Not that this is necessarily the comic book version of Venom in any right. way, shape, or form, but you know, is it is it a better portrayal than Spider Man three? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. For sure. Um, so, top grossing movies of 2018. Uh, number one, Black Panther. Yep. Number two, Avengers Infinity War. And number three, Incredibles 2. So, a lot of Disney up there at the top. All Disney. Uh, this movie actually came in 13th. Holy cow, really? Mm-hmm. Su- superhero movie, man. Even if it's Sony. 
And oh, wait, wait, is this domestic? Uh, yeah. Oh, that's why. Okay. And then uh, the we we actually done two other movies in 2018. Any any remembers of what they are? Remembers? Any remembers of what they are? We did um, Spider Man. That wasn't this year. Um, oh, you're right. Homecomings, I think, uh, 2017. Yeah, you're right. Um, Shit, I. 2018. One of, them, one of them was a real early one that you guys did in the life of the podcast. Your your one of your only live recordings. Oh shit! We started the show in 2018. It's uh, the Rock movie. Sc- oh the sc- yeah, skyscraper. Yep. Yeah, skyscraper was 44, and another one was the uh, ever uh, ever popular and rightfully so Mother's Day episode, the Spy Who Dumped Me. Oh, that which came right. in 83rd for the year. Yep. So uh, yeah. Um, uh, I guess we'll roll into the cast now. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously Tom Hardy mm-hmm. playing Eddie Brock slash Venom in this. Yeah. Which I didn't realize that he did the, the voice, voice of, of Venom. Venom. Yeah. I had no idea. Oh, I, I, I thought it was something I different. I caught that on. And did you see that interesting thing that they said that he actually like, yeah, he did all the Venom dialogue beforehand and then, like when he would do the scenes, he had like an earpiece that would play it to him while, so he knew, so he could kind of act with himself, you yep. know, while he was hearing the voice, which I didn't realize, and that's kind of yeah. Cool. It was a technique that he developed um, when he made the film Legend because he played twins. Oh, okay. And he did that so he could play off himself. Uh, so, so, t- <laughs> so Tom Hardy, uh, Michelle Williams, uh, and I don't know how to say her last name. We're 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 shing we're we're we're. I don't know. I don't know how to pronounce oh, it. Uh, her last name? Yeah. Wailing? Is that how it is? I thought it had an R in it. I don't know. I don't have it in front of me. So oh, It's Wang. Annie, Annie Wang. Oh, that right. was her character. Oh, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, uh, Riz Ahmed, he plays... Uh, Carlton Drake. Carlton Drake slash Riot. He actually, I guess, also did the voice of... Yeah, Riot. Riot, Riot. as well. Uh, I have now. I'm now. I see you guys are right about the name. I was looking at my wrong listing. Uh, Jenny Slate as Dr. Doris Skirth. Um, I have uh, Reed John Ralphio's sister. Yes, <laughs> that's how I have her because that's what I know her from. Yes, uh, Mona Lisa. Uh, mm. Yeah, that's her name in that. Uh, Reed Scott is Doctor Don Lewis, who I, I secretly kind of love in this movie. I think he's really good. And then I also have a guy not familiar with Scott Hayes as Ronald Treese, who I think is kind of the other main character. I would say. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Going back to Reed Scott. It- I think I mentioned it before the the TV show Veep on HBO. He, yeah, he's great in that show, like great. Um, so if you're into comedy, political comedy, it's it's pretty good. He, he acts as an advisor. But anyway, <laughs> you're right. I do agree. I like him in this movie a lot. Yeah, I, I think the interesting thing about him in this movie, maybe we'll cover a little bit more, is that he's like playing like kind of like the new man. In, mm-hmm. But he's not like played up as like a jerk. He's yeah, played up as like a genuinely like nice guy. And I enjoyed that. I like the fact that he's a nice guy. Yeah. Yeah. And and going off of that with um the girl Michelle Williams. Michelle Williams. I, I was just looking here. You know, there's talk that she is also a big representative of the Me Too movement. How she's that very yeah. independent girl. And you know, we see that you know in the yeah. film when when he gets her fired, like he she dumps his ass. And, yeah. You know, it's, it's kind of her own thing. Yeah. Um, so, want to run through the network real quick? Yep. All right, I just did four of them. So, what do you think for Jenny Slate? Two million. Okay. Yeah, three. Five million. Okay. What do you think for Riz Ahmed? Five million. Okay. Six. Three. Okay. Oh, I should have <laughs> flipped it around. 
What do you think for Michelle Williams? Oh, man. She's probably got some money. She's got that Dawson's Creek money. She's got that Dawson's Creek money and that... Um, I'll say 12. She's got that uh, dead Joker money. What's his name? Heath Ledger? Heath Ledger money. Good God. <laughs> dead Joker. <laughs> uh, $25 million. $30 million. Hey, oh, there wow. we go. See that? Dead Joker paid off. <laughs> and what do, you, what do you guys think about uh, star Tom Hardy? I think Tom Hardy's doing pretty good. I, I'm going to go $60 million. Um, I'll go a little higher and say seventy. A little, a little high, guys. Thirty million as well. All right. Oh, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, uh, director on this, Ruben Fleischer, who is known for, I, I think, the Zombieland movies yeah, are probably his. Definitely Zombieland. Which I never seen. I haven't seen the second Zombieland yet. I, I didn't either. see it either. The first one's good. I love the first one. Yeah, I, I've heard the second one's good, but I never got to see it. Which uh, that just made the connection with Woody Harrelson. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know? Yeah. I, we should mention the the uh, Woody Harrelson ends up being in this movie in yeah. the world's most ridiculous red wig. Yeah. But we'll cover it a little uh, bit. Ronald McDonald wig. <laughs> uh, also, the only other movie I mentioned because I kind of enjoy this movie that he directed and I forgot was uh, Thirty Minutes or Less. With a, oh, I love oh, that movie. Yeah, with Jesse Eisenberg yeah, and Aziz. Yeah, it's, it's set in Grand Rapids. Yeah, that, is good. that movie's yeah, and it's, it's got a fun um, comedy. Uh, what's the the one guy in it? Uh, the 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 guy. Spinning down. Yeah, what's that guy's name? Why can't I think of it? Oh, uh, um, it's been a long time since I've seen the movie. Shit, I can't think of it now either. He's like he's like the bad guy in it. Yeah, I can't. It's Danny something. Danny McBride. Yeah, Danny, yeah, Danny McBride. Okay. Yeah, he's in it too. That's a good movie. Um, writers on this, I I didn't recognize them from anything in particular. Mm-hmm. I had, uh, Jeff Pinkner, Scott Rosenberg, and Kelly Marcel. Yeah, I got nothing. Uh, and then, of course, a, a note that Venom, the actual character, was created by uh, David Michelini and Todd McFarlane. Yep. Todd McFarlane being the artist and David Michelini, the writer, but I'm sure they both had to input it. And, and those but, are not the two. It was, it's obviously Stan Lee for Spider-Man, and is it Kirby? Is that right? Uh, Steve, for Spider-Man. Yeah, Steve, yeah, for Spider-Man. Steve Ditko. Steve Ditko, Steve yeah. Ditko, thank you. So is Venom not initially Ven- with Spider-Man in the comics? Yeah, Venom doesn't show up. Uh, Venom doesn't make his first full appearance until Amazing Spider-Man... Uh, 300. Which is in the oh. 80s. Which is in the, oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Which is like, I, 85? I, uh, no, I feel like it's later than that, and I thought I had, uh, it's 88. Oh, 88, okay. Because they, this movie was released, it was the 30th anniversary of right. the year that he was, appeared okay. in the comics. So, so, so yeah, he's, he's a new, he's a new character. Yeah, relatively yeah, did, relatively new as, as yeah. far as, I mean, his history in the comics is a lot more convoluted. Not convoluted, but there's a lot more to it yes. than they kind of, it, it's hard to do an origin for him. When you're not using Spider-Man, which yeah. is what this movie does, yeah. because because in the comics the suit is something that originally Peter Parker Spider-Man has and wears and tries to bond with him, and then he gets rid of it, mm-hmm. and then it ends up bonding with Eddie Brock, and because of the suit and Eddie's hatred for Spider-Man, they become Venom. Yeah, which is how Spider-Man Three kind of interprets it. It's just that there's so many other things going on in Spider-Man Three that it's right. Intense. Well, Venom was shoehorned again, that's, in because again, that's my besides the Spider-Man the cartoon from the '90s. Right, that's my only other experience I have of Venom. Is, right, is and Spider-Man actually, 3 in this. and actually, the origin from Spider-Man the cartoon is more similar to this. Well, I yeah, I would say that this movie almost takes the origin from the cartoon and uses mm. it yeah. because with John Jameson yep. and 
him being in space and stuff like that, which I mean, I think it works okay. If I mean, obviously you can't be like, well, the suit <laughs> Spider-Man got it when he was off fighting, you know, like the Secret Wars history and that stuff like that. You can't, you can't do it. You can't do it. It's impossible. And and it's even harder to do this origin if you if you're not going to use Spider-Man in it. So I think they did a serviceable job. Yeah, it's fine. Um, and then the other thing, I, I don't think the music, I mean, it's fine, but, uh, the, the composer on this, and I'm going to butcher the name, but is it, uh, Ludwig Goransson? Yeah, Ludwig Goransson. He, he does some great stuff. He does. He did the Mandalorian music yep. most recently, mm-hmm. which is good. He did all the Black Panther music. Which is uh, phenomenal too. Yeah, yeah. And he, and it, like what I know him from, like originally, he does a lot of stuff with, uh, um, Donald Glover, yeah, like in in Childish Gambino, if mm-hmm. you will. Uh, but he did like all the music and wrote all the songs back on like Community and like so I, I always oh, remember okay. that. But he he's a talented guy, super talented. I don't know if this score is particularly no, it's memorable. Good. It's serviceable, serviceable. But yeah. um, speaking of music, though, <laughs> yes. we don't have the score, but we do have the song that plays at the end of the film. Uh, which is Eminem, and the song is Venom. Which he wrote for this movie. Right, that's yeah. the weird thing. That is so strange to me. Yeah. Yeah, he must have been paid a lot of money to do that. <laughs> or he likes the character a lot. I'm thinking he got paid a lot of money. I got a song filled with shit for the strong-willed. When the world gives you a raw deal, sets you off till you scream, piss off, screw you when it talks to you like you don't belong. It tells you you're in the wrong field when something's in your mitochondrial because it lets on to you like knock, knock, let the devil in, benevolent as I've ever been. Head is spinning, this medicine screaming, lick, 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 medicine, it lick, lick, like a salad bowl, let go. Should have been dead a long time ago. Liquid Tylenol, gelatin, sneak my skeletons, melting. Wicked, I get all high when I think I smell the scent of elephant. Manure, element, Kalua, screw it to hell with it. I went through hell with accelerants and blew up m- m- myself again. Volkswagen, tailspin, bucket matches my pal skin. Manowin went from Hellman's and being Ralph in Flavin. Scribbles and Rev Olympics, 37 Freak Nick, how can I be down me? And that just keeps going, by the way. I like the Dr. Day drop or the Dr. Dre drop right there. Uh-huh. Uh, and I don't know, I didn't I didn't fact check this at all, but our um LPJ and our mutual friend Dave, who we talk about a lot in the podcast, but has never been on. Um, he informed me, he said that Eminem actually wanted to do this song for the movie because like when he was in like rehab, that he read a lot of comic books. Oh, and that wow. apparently he was a big fan of the character Venom. It was like one of his favorite ones. So he actually, that's why he wanted to do the song. Well, oh, that. that makes sense. I uh, haven't, I didn't back that, mouth, I haven't uh, backed that up. But, you know, Dave knows a lot of stuff and random stuff. So sure. I'm going to say, you know. We'll default to Dave. We'll say that's true. And yeah, if it's I'll, wrong, I'll we'll blame you. it on Dave. So. Yeah. <laughs> and if it's wrong, you know what? I don't read the email box anyway to yeah. fact check this. It's true. To, to listen to your hate mail. It, you can send me all the hate mail you want. I don't read it. <laughs> what is that email address again? It is lastactionpodcast at gmail.com. All right, sweet. You got any any email updates? Uh, we've gotten one email. It was hate mail from Jody. Oh, cool. Cool, cool, cool. And it literally just had the words hate mail in it. Oh, nice. Apparently the song is on his Kamikaze album. It's the very last song. Oh, okay. I think I knew that. Nothing else, though, in terms of information is here, but, yeah. you know, I'll, I'll, we'll go with what your buddy Dave yeah, says. We'll go, we'll go with what Dave said. Whether it's true or not, it sounds like a good story, so okay. we'll say it's true. Yeah. <laughs> okay. um, so any any other standouts you want to mention before we start kind of going through the plot of this? I, I got our taglines. There's only three of oh, them. Oh, okay, yep. yeah. And one of them is, is god-awful. <laughs> but, all right, first one is, 
Embrace your inner anti-hero. Mm. That's not great. Nope. <laughs> the world has enough superheroes. I mean, okay. okay. We are. That's it? That's, That's it? it? Oh. <laughs> we are. Dot, dot, dot. Uh, we are VR. Virtual <laughs> reality. <laughs> Sorry, that was a little VR troopers for you. Uh, mm. Yeah, I don't, I don't oh really. Oh, my God. I forgot about that show. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't really. Anyway, okay. <laughs> I, I, I don't really like any of those taglines. No, they're terrible. No, they're bad. Real uh, bad. I, I feel like if they would have went with We Are Venom, maybe that would have been okay. I think maybe that's what the poster was. It said We Are, and, and then underneath was probably underneath the, title. Was the title. Venom. Uh, okay. But that, I still don't think that's great. No. You know, I, I guess it probably matches the picture, because yeah. the poster is like half of Tom Hardy's face and half of yeah, Venom. Yeah. yeah. So maybe but, that's a little bit better. Yeah. Obviously, we don't have a visual representation of it because we're a podcast, but... It's true. Yeah. Um, but Google that poster image and you can see it. There you go. Staring um, at it right now. <laughs> so the movie starts off in space. Uh, we got a space shuttle, Life Foundation space shuttle. It's it's coming back to Earth. We, we were uh, informed that it has some specimens. Is Life Foundation in the comics? It's like a comic it's, book yeah. thing, yeah. Yeah, right. actually, this is not closely related to, but a, a lot of this movie is taken from... Uh, a limited series called Lethal, Venom Lethal Protector, and then a little bit from a Plan, pl- Plan of the Symbiotes, yeah. another limited series. Okay. Yeah, and, and uh, Lethal Protector was kind of like Venom's first like yeah. solo limited series. Like after he was like in Spider-Man a bunch, he got that was his first kind of. And that's where they introduce all the different symbiotes, like Riot and um, uh, Scream yeah. and all the other ones. Yeah. Got it. So, the, so like one of the we're we we hear we don't see that like something goes wrong in the shuttle. I think one of the specimen gets loose and it crash lands. I don't know exactly where. Somewhere in Asia. I don't remember exactly. Yeah, I think I, I don't, it, you don't know exactly where either. And it seems I think like it's Malaysia. Okay. Yeah, you're right. It is Malaysia. And it seems like everyone on board is dead, and they collect most of the specimens, but like one's missing. But then they're like, "Oh, there's there's somebody alive, and it's Jameson. It's John Jameson, right? Who they don't really. It's kind of funny that they used the character name because that's the son of J. Jonah Jameson. Yep. Uh, famously. Oh yeah. Yeah. Famously okay. betrayed by J.K. Simmons in the movies. Um, which is a thing from the cartoon because that's in the cartoon. It's yeah. John Jameson. See, that's one of those things. Not having that background, I mm-hmm. yeah, it, it just and went right by me. It's kind of a throwaway because they it just throwaway because they just say they're like, oh, Jameson's alive, and then but he's not really alive because I think it's just because the riot, the symbiote's like hitching a ride on him. Right. Yeah. Uh, crashes the ambulance he's on and takes over the ambulance driver and kind of walks off. Yep. Which, and I, and you know just you know also from the comics, John Jameson turns into Manwolf, but just you know yeah, that's, that's true. I was just going to say, you know, for the movie, I, it's a good start to the film. You yeah, know, I, you, you got that action. It's it's a cool scene where the when he transforms into the woman's face, like how the face changes and gets all bloody a little bit. Yeah. Like, that's cool. So um, so then we, we, we flash over to, well, okay, so the last thing that the riot in the, she notices on the uniform, the Life Foundation patch. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of like, oh, I got to go to Life Foundation. Anyways, so then we go over to San Francisco and we kind of are introduced to Eddie Brock and kind of his life he's like a he's like a news guy he has like a show like an investigative journalism show the, yeah he's the, an investigative but journalist but like on youtube like it's online it doesn't well, seem no. like it's on he tv work, does yeah, it yeah he works for he works for a paper he works for a, a news station okay. and then he his a, a lot of a lot of what news is now it, is it's posted online mm-hmm. so they'll go and do an investigative report and then they'll put it online immediately Okay. So that's what his kind of thing is. Kind of like what, um, like here in Detroit, what, um, what's his name used to do? Um, not MLL Rec. Well, it was MLL Rec, but, um, 
can't think of his name. There's a guy on Fox 2 uh-huh. who was from New York who used to do all that kind of stuff and then came here to Detroit and did the same thing. But. Okay. Um, so anyway, so he has the Eddie Brock report. It's pretty popular. He's got a pretty good life. He's engaged to marry Michelle Williams. They've she's, got a record player in their apartment. Yeah, she's. A, she, they have a cat named Mr. Belvedere. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's They're playing a, some black keys with the music, too, which I like that. She's a lawyer. Um, Eddie's got a big interview uh, coming up with Carlton Drake, the head of the Life Foundation. Mm-hmm. He meets with his boss. His boss is like, hey, this, this make this a puff piece. I, I know you, you just don't do anything crazy. Just go in, ask him about his rockets, and... Just don't do anything crazy. Which, you know, going back into Spider-Man 3, Eddie Brock is interpreted more as like a rival photographer in that movie, And right? that's how he is in the comics. Okay. Well, yes. I don't know. I don't I don't think he's... A, I think he is more of an... Is he a... I don't think he's yeah. a photographer. I think he's an, always been a news guy. I thought he was a photographer. Mm, I don't know. We'll have to double check that, but I'm not sure. But anyways... I was just curious. Okay. And they kind of allude that he was from New York and that he worked at the paper. Yeah, there and, and something like happened, that. and that's why he's in San Francisco. Which is why, like, we can address it now. Like, Tom Hardy's accent that he's doing throughout this whole movie, it's definitely like a New York kind of, like... I don't know what it is. I was going to say, are we ready to bring this up now? Cause you, this, you can bring it up. This is my, it, like, I couldn't... I couldn't get into this movie as much because Tom Hardy ruins it for me. He has a weird voice. He has a weird voice, and it's almost to the point, like, is he purposely acting like something's wrong with him? Like, it's it it, it just, it it really took me out of this film. Well, that was, and and that was my, when I, the first time I saw this movie, that was kind of my big issue with it, is the movie itself is relatively dark. Yeah, but he was playing a lot of comedy, mm-hmm. and they seemed to kind of cl- that 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 juxtaposition clashed. Like it didn't really oh, yeah. his comedy didn't really mesh with the the spirit, the, the darkness the, yeah. and, of of the film itself. Yeah, and but I, yeah, I mean that, and just I don't know, like the way he says his lines, like just the tone of it. Yeah, just things don't. It did not mix for me at all. Okay, like it, it just took me away. It's but. it's very weird. And we'll cover it more later. But here's my thing that I like about it mm-hmm. is that it, whether or not it works 100%, I appreciate that Tom Hardy was like, I'm going to, you know, he could have sle- sl- sleepwalked through this movie sure. yeah. and just been like whatever and took his paycheck. But he did something. Whether or not it works or, you know, it, it probably doesn't work. But I appreciate that he's like, no, I'm going to make this a character and I'm going to have a take and I'm going to go in. I'm going to go for it. You know, he goes all in well, for it. And I, you said you've only seen this once. Yeah, I will say this part. This is spoil my review a bit on a second rewatch. It's much better. Oh, it, it, you might be true because it probably doesn't it, it doesn't stand out because you know it's gonna because when you're watching it the first time you're kind of like well what yeah, the, it threw me off you're like what the hell is going on and like I said I don't know if it 100% works and I completely understand that I just appreciate the fact that he was like you know what I'm gonna do something I'm mm-hmm. making some bold choices and I'm gonna act the shit out of this whether or not it works that's yeah. a different story no fair enough um so anyways he he's gonna be doing this interview but uh he, he, Michelle Williams character she's a lawyer and they're doing work for the life foundation yeah. there's like some case her firm's representing them in some yep. case he reads some confidential emails finds out about some like uh people that died wrongful like deaths, yeah wrongful yeah. death suits and stuff like that so of course when he goes to interview Carlton Drake he brings up all these names and stuff that he learns from the emails. Um, Carl- Which I don't. Uh, another just I, I don't get that. Like he he had to have known that was going to come back to her. 
Yeah, but and the I, two were together, and and maybe that's what they were trying to play off in the movie is his selfishness. Because then we see he goes down like that deeper rabbit hole of like drinking and all that kind of stuff. He wants to kind of bring her back. Well, and that's the whole part of his character. His character was self destructive. Yeah. Okay. Well, and I and I think that they were. I think that's part of it. And I think they were also trying to be like, well, he's this like crusader for justice, right. like social justice. So he just he couldn't not bring it up. Yeah, but he he kind of takes on that you know like Venom being an anti-hero. He kind of acts anti-hero in that way too. Like he's he's trying to get to the bottom of that social justice, but he's doing it in a unethical way. Yeah, well, and that's that's part of him. Yeah. That's part of his character. <clears throat> so anyway, so like the interview gets cut off. He gets fired from his job. He gets uh, Annie fired from her job because it was her emails. She gives him back the engagement ring. Um, and, and then uh, we find out that they have the symbiotes. They come to the Life Foundation. Uh, they've been doing some tests on them, uh, but grabbing uh, homeless people from the streets well, is like top subjects. Oh, well, that's yeah, right. they started with like rabbits and whatnot, I guess. Well, yeah, because they, they, they they've ahead. been doing some rabbits, and then he's like, "Well, I want to go to lie. I want to go to human testing." Yeah. Uh, we cut back to the riot uh, symbiote over in Asia who like eats a live eel. <laughs> And we see him see in that body of that uh, ambulance driver use some of the powers, which are cool, like cuts off people's heads and stuff, and mm-hmm. then takes over an old lady's bottle body. Then we jump ahead six months. Yeah. So then, uh, you know what? I'm sorry. I, I got confused, too. So six months later is when we see that they're testing on rabbits. Right, right, They're right. testing the symbiotes on rabbits. And, and some of it, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. There's like a thing where it has to be an exact match or it'll kill the person or animal immediately then he wants to begin human trials yeah, yeah uh, and this is where jenny slate comes in because she objects to it right yeah, yeah yeah but she's still doing it anyway because it's her job right uh and and we're kind of reintroduced to uh eddie he's down on his luck at this point he's drinking at a bar he doesn't have a job yeah he's got this relationship with this party store owner which ends up <laughs> being a payoff at the end of the film yeah mrs chen aches and pains aches and pains yeah, yeah um, she's telling him to do yoga and meditation and yeah we find out his neighbor is like a musician like playing loud rock music right and, and don't and don't forget he's friends with the homeless lady maria yeah. who yep. sits outside Side, like the bodega place um and uh <laughs> one thing i thought to myself and i think this every time i watch this is that like he seems to have a relatively nice apartment for a guy that hasn't had a yeah. job in six months and in san francisco yeah. where it's that's like one of the most expensive places in the country to live yeah he also drinks pbr which i thought was fun yeah. when he when he goes i almost tried to bring some pbrs for the movie but <laughs> i got lighthearted ale instead sorry and, and in a thing that seems super outdated he looks for a job in the newspaper yeah, <laughs> yeah. it is 2018 <laughs> he, he's like literally circling a dishwasher job in the paper yeah. and it's like uh, all right which, do you really go that desperate? I mean, he could probably do better than a dishwashing job, right? Well, I think what, and kind of what they allude to is that like he's basically been blacklisted because they show him on the phone <laughs> to someone and he's like, oh, I can write under a pseudonym or whatever. So I think you're supposed to believe that mm-hmm. the light, Drake, just because he's such a rigid, influential guy, just basically had him blacklisted from yeah. every news outlet. Um, so <laughs> then, then we get to the thing with the homeless people where Drake's bringing in homeless people to uh, <laughs> test the symbiote. And it's funny because he's like talking to this homeless guy. And Isaac. Yeah. And yeah. Isaac. And it's like <laughs> Drake's supposed to be this like super famous guy. It'd be like if like Mark Zuckerberg yeah. was doing like <laughs> experiments or Jeff Bezos is doing experiments. He might be more like Elon Musk or something. Yeah. I think he was supposed Elon to be based Musk on Elon feel. Musk. Yeah. 
Because, yeah. I mean, it's even like a space program. Uh-huh. Yeah, I guess you're right. I, d- I didn't think about that. But oh, I thought Elon Musk the whole way. Yeah, I guess that, that's actually a good a good, <laughs> yeah. uh, a good comparison there. Um, yeah. So the symbiote bonds, and at first they're like, oh, it's great, it's working. I think this is actually Venom at this point, maybe? They don't say, but yeah, I think that it is. No, yeah. no. Um. Yeah, it is. Venom. Yeah, that one is Venom. Yeah. Which why these symbiotes have the names they do? I that I can't even. I, that's one thing I can't answer for you. Like why? Because they give themselves the names. Right, but the why ven- the symbiotes do? <laughs> but <laughs> I'm Venom. Like what? Okay, Riot. <laughs> why are those their names? Anyways, um. So, but the homeless guy dies, and there's that you know, like he pretty painfully, and then like I like the Drake's just like, oh, okay, bring in the next volunteer. Yep. He's a real sociopath in this, right? Oh, totally. Like his whole oh, thing. Yeah. His whole thing is that like. He thinks that the Earth is being overpopulated and that they're not going to be able to survive on it. So, like, like the next generation, due to environmental degradation and all this stuff, is coming to an end. Yeah. But I guess, well, I think we find out later on he's making a plan to move people out of Earth? Well, Is he, that right? I think so, and I think he thinks, like, well, now that he finds the symbiotes, he's like, if we can all bond with them, then we can survive in space, and, like... Yeah. It, he's it, essentially trying to make his own master race by combining with the symbiotes and then traveling to a different planet. Yeah, it's... I'm sorry, it's, it's a little far-fetched it, to me. It's a little intense, but... Yeah, I, I agree with you on that. It's not the best, like, evil villain plan no. ever, but... And even as an evil villain, just kind of bring it up since we're talking about him i i also feel like he he just he had a little bit of a disconnect for me like they're the sociopath side of him i liked the the riot side of him i, I don't know if i necessarily he, liked so much he's a little vanilla i don't i don't necessarily yeah. I, I don't think riz ahmed is a bad actor no i i and i think he i think he acts well in this movie i just think the character is not that Interesting. I think they could have yeah. done more with them. I would everything on that. Kind of going off what you were saying, he kind of does the opposite of Tom Hardy. Like he kind of feels like he's just going through the motions. Yeah, that he yes. could have done more. Whereas Tom Hardy at least tried to do something about it. Right. Um. So, uh, Eddie finds out that Maria's missing. Uh, he runs into uh Doctor Skirth at the bodega, and she basically is like, "Hey, there's some." Bad shit going down at the Life Foundation. They're testing on humans. I want you to, like, she wants him to help expose him. And he's basically at this point, like, jaded. And he's like, well, no, I'm not going to help you. It's not going to do me any good. Go find your. I think he even says, like, go find yourself another white knight or something like that. <laughs> this is where I wrote in my notes is Drake Elon Musk. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Got it in the notes. Um, he goes, that's, that, and that's when he goes and he creeps around outside uh, Michelle Williams' apartment a little yeah, bit. Yeah, what was he doing? He's just, like, I, walking by. Like, and is he drunk? Because that's another part. Like, I don't. Like, when is he drunk? When is he not drunk? I can't tell because of the way he talks. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think he was ever don't. really drunk. So, okay, so I thought he was drunk for some of this. <laughs> And I guess he's not. So he talks with her a little bit, uh, but that's when he ends up, he decides, he's like, all right, I'm going to help her out. So she sneaks him into the Life Foundation, tells him about the symbiotes and the alien, that they're aliens and all this stuff. Uh, but then, like, a guard shows up, and she's like, ah, oh, go in the lab. I'll take care of this. And he kind of starts wandering around the lab, taking pictures. There's people in cells, and it's, it's really dark in there. Uh, and it's cold because apparently the symbiotes like to be kept cold. So like right. so there's like a lot, um, but then he finds his friend Maria, the homeless lady. She's in one of the cells, and he busts her out of the cell. But then she like kind of attacks him a little bit, 
and dies, but then we don't. I don't think do we see it explicitly that the symbiote like transfers to him. Yeah, it's it's hard to see. You said yeah. like it was dark, and like lights keep flickering on and off, and there's just like a slight image of seeing Venom transfer. Yeah, okay. I think it's through his arm. I think so. Too, is yeah. where it starts. Okay, uh, so then like he he busts out of there because shit hits the fan, and that's when you kind of first see he's bonded with the symbiote. He like superpowers. He does some superpowers. In. He like jumps over a fence and he like knocks some guys out and he climbs up a tree really far. And Which I found it funny when he climbs up the tree like the the two cars are like right there it's like they didn't see him jump up to the tree yeah I just found that was we, we, just the the editing of it was kind of like i think they should have seen that he climbed upward but well, whatever we had, it just kind of a general thing we had this conversation at work a couple days ago that movies and tv shows really perpetuate the myth that no one ever looks up anywhere mm-hmm. like in a room or outside or anything like oh, people yeah, never definitely. look up so that's very true um he goes home he eats a bunch of tater tots yeah weird scene he starts eating from the garbage yeah he eats that chicken from the garbage and he, he throws he up throws up which i gotta say w- when you have ever been sick and throwing up have you ever shoved your head that deep in that <laughs> toilet bowl that he no. does in that scene i mean he is like in that thing i'm like he's gotta be getting massive spray back and <laughs> maybe he's getting a little wet in there too it was toilet, weird it toilet looked dirty to begin with yeah, yeah, that's true. Dead. and he's got his whole fucking head in that thing <laughs> um we, ch- we checked <laughs> back we checked back in with the old asian lady who at yeah. this point six months later is finally getting to an airport. <laughs> yeah. Like that's the like. There's a lot of things in this movie. I'm not gonna say it's the one thing that doesn't make sense, but like I do not understand like the time frame of this lady making it to an airport. That it was six months. And I don't quite understand how she ends up like like the process that gets her eventually to San Francisco. Like I know she takes on different characters. Like I think next she becomes a little girl. She becomes a little girl, but so it's, is the idea then that she just plays off as a little girl, and then those parents are then going to get her onto the airplane? Well, right. I think that's. I think that's it. Is that like she was going to be on that plane to San Francisco, so that's right. why she took over but that then, body. But then, isn't the other thought I get is once you take over the body and leave, the body's dead? Oh yeah, that that little girl. So definitely, that little girl's dead then. Yeah, right? definitely. Yeah, that's, they they gloss over that, but definitely. But also, it's weird to think like. Okay, they make a big point in this movie about they eat your organs, right? Isn't right. That it talks well, about? that's that's the thing too. Is they make a big point. It's like unless you're like a perfect match, this thing will burn you out right away. Uh. Riot was with this old lady for six months. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So they must have achieved symbiosis. So like, I don't that's understand. True. Like yeah. I and I. That's like a realization I had just this time watching it. It's yeah. like he was bonded with that same old lady for six months. Yeah. So it's like they must have been a perfect match. So he probably should have just tried like, to get her on the airplane. Like Malaysia has cars. She <laughs> yeah. didn't like stick out a thumb and try to <laughs> hitch a ride. Yeah, that that part is it's kind of <laughs> I don't know. So at this point we go back to Eddie. He's kind of starting to lose his mind because Venom's starting to talk to him for the first time. He goes, he finds where Annie uh, is uh, at the restaurant with Dan. Yeah. And I, I love that part where he, he grabs the steak. <laughs> And he takes a big bite of it. He's like, "This thing is dead." Uh huh. <laughs> and, uh, and he and then he he and that scene culminates with him climbing into the lobster tank and taking a big bite out of the live lobster, which was an improv on his part. Right. He completely nice. improv that scene. Yeah. And did you see that it wasn't like a? It was like a lot. The lobster was like made of like candy. I can't remember what it was exactly. Uh, it's somewhere in my notes. I'll mention it before yeah. the end, but it was like it was like a marshmallow lobster filled with like chocolate cream or something. That's funny. That <laughs> sounds tasty. <laughs> yeah, it does actually. I'd be eating into that too, I guess. 
Um, so they so they take him because Dan's a doctor. They take him to the hospital and give him an MRI to try and figure out what's wrong with them. But Venom doesn't like the MRI because it's such a high, high frequency. frequency yep. That that's like and that's like a comic thing that like the the basically the symbiote's main weaknesses are like high frequency, like Sonics and, and fire, fire, right? right. Yeah, no. yeah. So, um, uh, they they figure out, it takes them forever to figure out who is like if you figure a place like the Life Foundation would have a lot of cameras and they probably could have immediately figured out it was Eddie Brock but it takes them a little bit uh, yeah right because I it looks like in the earlier in the film like she just walks right in through the front door yeah yeah right so it's like wouldn't wouldn't you be able to immediately check the camera and be like well we know which girl did it because they're kind of trying to investigate like who. You know, like who brought, like who was the insider, who was the mole type of deal. Yep. Yeah. It's like there shouldn't be that much of a mystery if if this is Elon Musk is Tesla it's, here. It's true. You think a facility like that, they would immediately be able to check the stuff. That's, oh, absolutely. Right. Um. So there's there's more kind of more and more like Venom talking to uh, Eddie. He cooks some more tater tots, <laughs> which is like it seems like they got some money from uh Orita. or when am I? When, oh, yeah, oh, Orita. Okay, thank you. Um, then he gets a call from Dan and, uh, and Anne. They tell him that he has a parasite, which I think is funny. They keep mentioning uh, Venom as a parasite. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, he, and then and he's like, I'm not a parasite. Yeah. I don't, I, I, the, the, like you were, <laughs> you were talking about his voice. And like, that's like in the beginning of episode, I'm like, food, hungry. It just reminds me of like, uh, like Christian Bale Batman. Oh. It just, it, it just did not, it, that also did not connect with me with Tom Hardy is when he's like talking to himself back and forth as Eddie Brock and then as Venom. Like, I, I don't know. It was Venom's voice is just really over the top <laughs> to me. Um, <laughs> Venom does not like his uh, loud neighbor shredding on the guitar. Yeah. They introduce later. Um, <laughs> which so, is cool, like the the special effects when when he's he like pissed and then he like shows the body come yep. over him, yeah. And then when the yeah when the neighbor's like <laughs> okay, okay, <laughs> it's just like that's probably the funniest scene in the movie, and it's not even like Tom Hardy doing it necessarily, but um. So like Drake knows it was Skirth, so he infects her with a symbiote. He like leaves her locked in a room with one of the symbiotes to which take is, over. Yeah, it does not go well for her. No. Um, then Drake's security team, led by that tree guy, show up at his apartment. We kind of get the first like shots of Venom in action because it's basically Venom controlling Eddie's body and doing right. all this cool stuff like the fight yeah. scene. I really like that that first fight scene in the apartment where he's beating the guys up and stuff like that. And then after he beats them all up, he's like, "All right, let's let's bite all their heads off and pile them up in the corner." <laughs> and Eddie's yeah. like, "What?" He's like, Ooh, "Pile of heads, pile of bodies." <laughs> I also have it at this point too. I just mentioned like the Batman reference, but also in the original Spider-Man with Tobey Maguire, he kind of gets a Green Goblin relationship too. You know how Norman Osborn kind of is talking to himself as the Green Goblin. I feel yeah. like there's some of that going on yeah, here there's, too. There's definitely like a, a play on like split personality sure. and stuff yeah. like that. Like I, I think that's definitely part of it. Um, we get the big chase scene uh, where he's on the motorcycle, that super nice motorcycle, mm. uh, and they're chasing him in their SUVs, and they have a bunch of drones for some reason. And um, but I kind of like that. I like that scene. I think I think it's a fun scene, although it's like painfully obvious that they like shot on the same block uh-huh. like over and over again. Oh you, yeah, you see like the same buildings in the background, which is I think they. It's funny because I they shot a lot of this movie in Atlanta. Uh-huh. A lot that's where a lot of movies are shot, and that street. If you watch 
If you watch the post credit scene of uh, Infinity War, like with uh, Maria Hill and um, oh yes, with, they're on yes, the, they're, they're, they're on that street. Yeah, you can see that theater, like the Rialto Theater, uh, that yeah. he drives by like three times in this movie. You can see that on the street when they're when they do that post credit. That's scene. right, because oh, they film so that. they film so much stuff in Atlanta. I did make mention here that like the the editing just really missed on a couple of things here because it's it's very obvious that they're just going back yeah. and forth down the same street and i have two i i wrote down why the flames are blue i have that in my notes too <laughs> why i said why blue flames when drones blow up like yeah. i don't quite get that at all either i think maybe they were just like it looks cool yeah i don't know it looks it, it did look cool but it's not <laughs> not what should happen I, I do like the, the scene ends with like the motorcycle crashing and like i really like the scene because they show eddie and his like fingers are broke uh-huh. and he's all his like legs bent out of shape he's all jacked up but then the symbiote completely takes he over him, yeah. and mm-hmm. heals all his wounds and stuff and that's when we get the full reveal of venom yep which let's just quickly talk about the venom design what do you think lpj lsu first about the venom design in this i don't mind it i think it's actually pretty good okay. um it's it's uh, <sighs> It, it's not exactly photorealistic. I mean, it looks like a CGI villain. Right, but I mean, it's not... I mean, I think this is something hard to do real. Like, oh, totally. With oh, yeah, Like, impossible. I don't think you could really do this with practical effects. The way it kind of envelops over people yeah. and the way its arms grow. It's like, I don't think there's a way you could do it. No, and I think it looks good. I, I don't really have an issue with it. Yeah, I thought it looked good, too. I is Is it usually that tall? About I would say yeah, it is might that about be, right? Because it always seems to be towering over everybody. Yeah, he's, yeah. Supposed, he's supposed to be, I mean, Venom's supposed to be kind of like a hulking kind of, okay. like, he definitely is way bigger than Spider-Man, so. Right. If that's the way it's supposed to be, then that's fine. Because I actually always thought that he was just slightly bigger than Spider-Man. No, though. he's way bigger No, because, like, in, okay. the, in, in the comics, Eddie Brock is a big jack dude. Like, he's a lot bigger. See, maybe I'm thinking, like, Topher Gray Spider-Man yeah. 3, who's, like, exactly the same yeah, size right. as Tobey Maguire. Um, I, I, I think they did a good job with it. I think the, the Venom, the Venom looks weird without the spider design to me. Yeah, I will say that. Because the the white spider design, I think it I think it looks weird. And also the one thing that I don't like and I, and I kind of get what they're going for. I don't like the symbiotes and this is going to sound weird, but they constantly look wet. Like they look yes. slick and mm. wet. Yes. And I'm not entirely sure. I think they were trying to go for like that more like organic like slimy kind of feel. But like I really noticed it this watch. I'm like, why does he constantly? His eyes look so wet, and I don't know. That's a little distracting to me. But overall, I think they did a pretty good job with the look. Yeah, you're right though about the spider design. It's it is kind of strange to not see it on there after which, seeing it for so long. Yeah, which is like I understand why they can't use it or sure. why they didn't use it. It doesn't it wouldn't make sense for it to be there. But it just like I don't know. I think the suit, I think the Venom looks better with that because spider done. Are you familiar with the Spider Man? How Venom looks in the comics? Uh, I th- he has a, he actually has a white he has a white spider on his chest just like Spider Man does yeah. but bigger yeah yeah so I, I thought that was the case but like with you saying it wasn't there like I didn't realize yeah. it like it, I didn't catch that right <laughs> this it's funny because I my next notes are uh, bite some dude head off which is sweet because he bites that guy's head off yeah. and then my notice why does he look so wet question mark <laughs> yeah. uh, also then then Venom takes off and we learn that he's apparently a better swimmer than Aquaman it seemed like because he, oh, clearly. he yeah. jumps he jumps in the water and he's just like shoo, he like swims out to like a buoy or something yeah. like out in the middle of the harbor and, and, and that san francisco harbor is famous for like that's not something you can swim yeah so. and he jets through it so sure it, does. venom kind of t- talks about some of his origin to eddie he, he tells him he wants to get to the life foundation rocket because he wants to go home he doesn't want to be on earth and he's like you're gonna help me 
that's the end of the story. Uh, Riot's hitching a ride on that little girl. Um, we, we get a kind of her at the airport, and mm-hmm. also that Skirth is dead because the symbiote killed her. Right. Because that's a symbiote, too. Um, Eddie, before they go to the rocket, he's like, well, I want to go back to my old job. I want to leave the phone I have with all the evidence of... Um, the the stuff at the, the Life Foundation, took, yeah. right? So I I, I kind of like that. Um, I, he climbs up to the top of the building, yeah, yeah. Um, Trans America building in San Francisco. I, I like the part where he's like, <laughs> calls him a pussy. Yeah, where he calls him a <laughs> pussy. He takes the elevator because down. he's like, because he's like, oh, we'll climb down, and he's like waiting for the elevator, and the but symbiote's just like pussy. <laughs> Wait, but, but so, that's where I agree with LPJ that that juxtaposition, uh, juxtaposition with being like a, a dark movie, like it just. It's just weird how it's placed. I mean, I, I still chuckled when he said it, but it was like, just it just felt kind of weird yeah. to have it there. Uh, could you, will you say that line in your Venom voice? Pussy. <laughs> <laughs> um, then we get another action scene. I, I really like the scene when he fights the SWAT team. Yeah. But I, I have a question as yeah. in, like, how did the SWAT team know he was there? I thought the girlfriend was, because wasn't she, didn't she show up, the ex-girlfriend? Well, she does. But that is nothing. But then, how would they? Maybe they followed her, or she gave that away. She shows up after he's done fighting the SWAT team. Yeah, it's just maybe a security guy. Because didn't he go into the room and say I wanted to be there? Maybe he got. Maybe that tipped off the security guy. Could be. I mean, it's not a big deal. I just thought it was funny. But yeah, I love that scene where he's like taking out the whole. They like shoot the gas grenade and he like grabs Uh it and just kind of like smashes it in his hand. And yeah, I really like that scene, especially that one part where he picks up the one SWAT guy and he's just like swinging him around and hitting all the guys. That might be my favorite kind of action sequence in the movie. I think it's yeah, it is really good. It does a really good job kind of showing Mm -hmm. Venom's different powers and he jumps around and stuff like that. So I I like that part a lot. Um, where were we at? Sorry. Uh, Very good. SWAT. So then uh, he beats all the SWAT guys, and then um, oh, yeah, Annie shows up. Yeah, she shows up and takes yeah, him to the hospital. Um, and they they uh, and she discovers. No, she doesn't see him as Venom yet. Yeah, she does. Does she? Oh, I can't yeah. remember. Yeah, because she shows up and he's in the Venom suit, and That's he kind right. of. Well, it's funny. I have a note in there because when they're driving to the hospital, he's talking about the stuff. He's telling him things, and he tells him that the sounds at the four thousand to six thousand decibels are lethal to him. And he tells him that he doesn't like fire. I'm like, why is Venom just listing all his weaknesses yeah. to Eddie Brock? It's kind of weird. And I would say too, like, wouldn't the girlfriend be absolutely terrified to see what has happened to Eddie Brock? She kind of is like. Well, I think I think we're supposed to believe that she's still. I mean, like they're not together, but she still cares for him yeah. as a person. True. If my wife turned into Venom, I would <laughs> fucking freak out. She was just kind of like, well, I think eh. that, I think at this point she still, for some reason, thinks it's some that weird, like a weird parasite or something. Like they don't realize it's a oh, hell of a parasite. I, I know it's it's a leap, <laughs> but um, so they go to the hospital uh, and they find out. Oh, okay, Riot arrives and bonds with Drake at the Life Foundation. Yeah. Um, they go to the hospital, they find out, uh, Dan finds out that Venom is actually eating all of Eddie's organs and basically like, killing him from the inside. Right. Mm-hmm. So they go, he tur- He goes into the MRI room, I believe, and like turns it on yeah. and like Venom leaps off him because he can't take the sound and they lock him in the room. And I kind of like that when he was like, when he's like kind of like yelling at Venom and he's like, you, he's like, you were going to kill me. And like, I really like that kind of moment when he's like yelling at him, you know, I don't, I don't know why when it's just, he's yelling at a glob of like, <laughs> speaking blood. of which. So, if Venom, so when they're bonded, if Venom can talk directly to Eddie, mm-hmm. why does Eddie have to verbally talk to Venom? He probably doesn't. He probably doesn't, but I mean, it's 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 a movie, so they can't convey a thought bubble or like 
so that that's it's just easier to have them talk. I guess, but it just seems so weird to me. Like uh, you're right, it doesn't really. Why do they even? They're sense. not even. They don't even have to have conversations. They're in each other's heads. Well, no, I, I think it's just for like for a movie. Yeah. yeah otherwise, you're just gonna have them like <laughs> like thinking. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I agree with that part, but it just yeah. seems like a weird thing. But no, you're absolutely right. So uh, Venom escapes like through a ventilation shaft. He bonds with the dog that they set up being there in the hospital. Yeah. Um, Drake. Does that mean the dog's dead too? I believe so. Presumably, yeah. Okay. They really just glaze well, over the well, fact that every time well, he takes on a new well, host, no, 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 not, it dies. I don't think it a hundred percent kills you. I think it depends on if how long. Oh, how, yeah, yeah, and if it burns out your organs and stuff like that. Because coming like as a dog, it's probably going it, it to burn you out quicker. It probably but, killed a dog. Yeah. yeah. Um, so <laughs> Drake's men show up. They kidnap Eddie because they think he still has a symbiote. Mm-hmm. Um, um, there's a big like monologuing thing where Drake's like going over all his plan, and that's where the kind of stuff we touched on earlier about it. And they interrogate Eddie. Um, Riot's big thing is that he wants to bring all the rest of the symbiotes, the millions of symbiotes, back to Earth to kind of take over Earth and bond with all the people there. And Drake's on board with it. Um, so they find out he doesn't have venom, so they're like, ah, get rid of him. Which is like, why do they take him outside to kill him? They like they could <laughs> kill everybody else <laughs> right, right there. there. They take him outside and walk him into the middle of the woods. I, um, I also wrote down. A funny quote. I can't remember the the full context of it. It was like, oh well, he's got one up his ass too. <laughs> that was like the symbiote. Or yeah, that was, that, I do like that part. He's like, he's got one up his ass too. <laughs> um, so uh, that's when uh, Venom shows up to save him before he gets killed. It's bonded with with uh, Michelle Williams character, yep. so it's a lady Venom. And, and this is where I, I have a big WTF <laughs> on my notes. Well, because it is weird. That's fair, and it and it's they they they. Okay, so she shows up and saves. Them, bite some head off, and then they kiss and they switch the suit, which is completely unnecessary for them to kiss to switch the suit. It's like, you know, it's that venom tongue, so it's yeah. like on the side of his face, and it's like, is this like romantic? And, and like you said, it's not necessary. It's not necessary. And, it, and they're it, not a thing, and they don't become a thing in no. the end of the movie. And it, it, so it, it's like, why did this uh, just happen? And, and really, I think part of it is there's a, and I wish I had the, the, the show you, but there's a famous like Venom cover that's like the she Venom like that. Like, yeah. And I think they just wanted to pay homage to that and be like, right. oh, it's going to be cool to see him on a different host. And, and then I would say too, though, like... All right, I get it. He, she still has feelings for him as a friend. That's not going to be enough for me to put venom <laughs> inside me. I'd be like, I'm sorry, dude. You're on your own. You got captured. I'm not putting you inside yeah, I me. W- I want to see. W- the- would you make that sacrifice? I want to see the. I, del- I suppose. I want to see the deleted scene or whatever <laughs> when like the dog possessed the venom possessed dog walks up to her, which we see, and uh, then we don't see. Does the venom dog talk to her, or how does the exchange know. happen that she starts wearing venom? And then again, if the dog's dead, wouldn't she be like, "I don't think I want you with me. <laughs> you just killed the dog," because she might not know that it kills, even though her boyfriend says it's eating your right. The boyfriend tells her it's eating your organs, right? Yeah, eventually. That, Oh, eventually. <laughs> so I guess I'll put this on and, and hunt him down. Which, how does she know where they are? Because like you said, they're in the middle of the woods. Well, well I, I think, think Venom knows. I think they just... I why, think, does, why does Venom know? Venom, okay. I, I actually have an answer to that. Because okay. Venom, as the dog, saw saw uh, Drake's guys take Eddie away. They they do establish a shot where the dog's in the hallway yeah. and sees his men take him away. Okay. So, but, so but, he knows they're Drake's men, so he knows they're at the Life Foundation. 
that's fine about the Life Foundation, but remember he takes him out into the woods to kill him. Uh, how how do they make that reference? Uh, how come she's not? <laughs> oh, I don't know. How I come don't. she's not the Life Foundation <laughs> trying to search for him? I don't yeah. know. I don't yeah, know. That's what I, I was. I don't have to. an answer for that. <laughs> okay. Um. So it turns out now Venom likes likes Earth and he wants to stay there. So him and Eddie are gonna team up uh, again. A weird did, like what what made him change his mind all of a sudden? I don't know. I, that, that's yeah. I'm not sure because they say that he's a loser on his planet, so he yeah. wants to stay on Earth and yeah, not be a loser. So, so I guess. That, yeah. So that's how the two uh, are compared to each other. Eddie's what, a loser. Venom's a loser. What? Just quick side side thing, real quick. Um, they this is a PG-13 movie. They used their one f bomb yeah. when he's like, ah, fuck it, let's save the world or whatever he says. Well, when, we watch this movie at work. <laughs> Uh, you know, it's PG-13, it's fine, but that one point with the F-bomb is the owner of our company, like, walked into the lunchroom <laughs> right as they dropped the F-bomb, and he kind of gave us a look, and I'm like, they're allowed one in the PG-13 movie. <laughs> so it was terrible timing. You, you know, did, I watched did, this did movie. your boss buy that okay? What's that? He was okay. He with- was fine with it. He wasn't, like, he just kind of gave us a look, like, eh, we're like, nah, it's fine. <laughs> so you know who, how I watch this movie? In the basement with Felix, my four-year-old, nice. he wanted to sit and watch it. The rest of the day, right? He's running around the house going, Venom. He didn't go fuck it. <laughs> so uh, I, I do like the scene where Riot kills a bunch of scientists. I think he kills them all. He makes those big like axes. Oh, they're dead. Yeah, I said they're he, all he dead. acts like a T one thousand. Oh yeah, that's what it is. But that's a big thing from the the comics. Is it? It's yeah. a cool scene. Um, I don't. I I do feel like, and I understand maybe it's the colors, but I don't. I don't like that the the colors yeah. of Riot and Venom are so similar. Like Venom's like a dark black. He's more like gray. And he's like gray. silver gray. But, but yeah. they're fighting at night. It's, it's hard. It, to it's see. really hard to tell them apart. And they're like kind of like. And I maybe that's what they were going for a little bit because they're so they get so intertwined and stuff like that. But it's. I don't know. It's difficult. Um, Annie, I believe, activates some kind of alarm or something, and like then the symbiotes both get scared off them, so they have like a fist fight just in their normal yep. like Drake and Eddie stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then uh, Eddie ends up getting stabbed like through the chest by Riot, and you think he's dead. But then Venom shows up and bonds with them and saves them, and they jump on the rocket, which is now in space. What's real quick, sight? Can can Venom bring someone back to life? I don't. It depends on how dead Eddie was. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I it seemed like Eddie was pretty dead. You know, that thing was, that went through him was yeah. pretty. He wasn't dead. completely dead. He was mostly. Dead. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. They <laughs> make, There's a movie precedence for this. <laughs> they make it seem like he's dead. Dead. He like slumps yeah. over. But yeah. So they they take that. Actually, I kind of like this. They take that jagged piece that they stabbed him through with and they cut through the fuel yeah. thing on the yeah, rocket yeah, yeah. and it hits like the, the the flame of the rocket and just blows and incinerates the whole thing mm-hmm. and like he kind of makes a parachute out of himself and then we're led to believe that Venom died because of the fire right P.S. They never explain how Venom's not dead because of the fire. Right. He yep. says, like, goodbye, Eddie, and Eddie lands in the water, and then we, we cut to later on, and he's, like, um, he's talking with uh, with Annie on They're her having st- coffee on, on the on street. stoop, yeah, and he's like, oh, he got a big interview coming up, and she's like, she's like, oh, I'm sorry about Venom, which is just, like, a weird line. And, so weird. And then we get the, the Stan Lee cameo is really forced in this, I feel like. He's like, I'm rooting for you, too, or something like that. It's so weird he's just a guy walking a dog down the street i i was actually surprised i had thought i think probably when it came out he was dead already 
Yes. Yeah, 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 I think so. so. This was the last one he did. Yeah, so since I didn't see it when it came out, yeah. I was kind of like, oh, damn, yeah. Stan Lee. <laughs> like, because like, the movie was over. So, yeah. like, seeing him was, I was kind of <laughs> like, oh, oh boy, yeah. okay. So we learned that Venom's not dead and that him and Eddie are going to start a partnership. He's like, hey, you can only eat criminals, you can't eat good people. They go back to that bodega from the beginning, the guy who robbed it's there. Um, and he bites the guy's head off. Yeah, yeah totally does. eats him right there. Yeah. Which, by the way, what he contemplates it for a couple minutes and says, like, you need to not do this and don't come here again. And then he's like, fuck it. And yeah. just Which, by the, the way, right what, what happens when Eddie as Venom eats someone? Does he digest that or how does that I work? I wondered that too. Does I Eddie, don't know. Does Eddie now know what it's like to taste a human head? Right. Or like, does, does that, he feel does it? Does Eddie get absorbed into the symbiote or does it get processed through Eddie's body? And is that in the comics too, that Venom eats heads? Yeah. I he think just heads, I, not, I not whole bodies, just heads. I think there's some precedent to maybe Venom like eating. I, I I think it's a little different in here. Like they okay. yeah they make it seem like in the movie that he craves to eat bodies. I don't think that's the case in the comics. I could be wrong. I'm not a Venom expert. Oh yeah, I was just curious. So but knew. no, I'm not 100. Um, so that ends right. Yeah, that's the end of it. Um, then we get besides the, the post credit the post credit yeah. scene. Post credit scene, he's going out to San Quentin. He's got a big interview, <laughs> uh, and he tells Venom, he's like, "Hey, this is a me thing. I got this big interview." Turned out, his big interview is with Cletus Cassidy, a serial killer, a serial killer. Cletus Cassidy, played by Woody, Woody, Harrelson. Woody Harrelson, in a terrible, terrible, terrible red wig. Um, Cletus Cassidy in the comics will go on to be Carnage, Carnage yeah. who is another symbiote. Uh, it's like an offspring that the 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 symbiotes produce asexually. They just kind of spit seeds out and they become new ones. Anyways, so this kind of forced in. He goes there because he apparently wanted Eddie to interview him for some reason. They don't really establish, mm-hmm. and he's like he's like writing "Hi Eddie" on the cell in, in his own blood. Yeah. And he and like the last line of the movie is him saying like he's like oh when I get out of here. He's like, and I will. He's like, there's going to be carnage. And then that's the end of the movie. Yeah. So I like, I get it. They're setting that up for the sequel, which by the way, we should say the sequel is filming now and it's yes. coming out this October, year. October, I think yeah. I saw. Yep. Yep. With this, Woody Harrelson as carnage. Yeah. Which is weird yeah. because, <laughs> which is weird because I feel like he did this because him and Ruben Fleischer are buddies because of Zombieland. So I feel like he did him a favor and he's like, yeah, I'll do this. And then they're like, hey, guess what? Ruben Fleischer's not directed this next one, but you you still want to be in it. <laughs> yeah, because uh, Andy Circus. Yeah, Andy Circus taking over is directing. Because Ruben Fleischer, oh, really? Ruben Fleischer was going to, but he had a previous commitment and couldn't. Yeah, so so yeah, Andy Circus. They've been filming now for a while. I'm, yep. I wouldn't be surprised if they're almost done. But uh, but yeah, it, the, that post credit scene is interesting. And again, I think maybe this relates to to Sony, not Disney. Like in, in the Disney post credit scenes, they're not so deliberate. Like, it's more of a hint of who that person is. Sure. Like you said, that last line, it's going to be Carnage. Yeah. It's like, well, clearly I know. Like, even like me not being a big Spider-Man person, I know who Carnage is. I'm like, well, all right, now I know what the second one's going to be about. Like, if they would have just left it's a that little, line out, it, I actually wouldn't have known who Woody Harrelson's character was. It's a little on the nose, but yeah. I, and I think it's a case of them being like, well, maybe a lot of people... Maybe it'll bring in aren't people. Go- well, also, like, aren't going to know who this is, so we have to spell it out to them. Yeah. We should also add that that's, that's like, a mid-credit. There is a very end-credit sequence. There, I didn't continue Where watching. all it is is that they show a scene from uh, Into the Spider-Verse. Yeah. Because this oh, was, I did see that. You're yeah, right. And yeah, because it, it just says, like, meanwhile, in another universe, and they show, like, an extended scene. Because that's out, like, two months later, right? Right, because this came out in October, and that came out in December. Right. So, 
Um, and they're both Sony properties. So You're right. Yeah, it was the scene where it, like Peter Parker is at one the it, graveyard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's yeah, a which, chase. Which, which P.S. I can't wait till we cover that movie on the podcast. It was a really fun movie to it watch. It's a great movie. Um, but yeah, so that's the end of the movie. Obviously, the sequel is going to be coming out. Um, yeah, I, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, we've run through it. Um, I have some role reversals. Oh yeah, yeah. Go for it. All right. So for uh, Carlton Drake, uh, Riz Ahmed's character, uh, people who passed on the role: Matt Smith. Oh, the Doctor Who. Yeah, the eleventh, the twelfth uh, Doctor. Uh, 11th Doctor, I'm sorry. No 12th Doctor. Uh, Pedro Pascal, okay. the uh, Mandalorian himself, oh. <laughs> and wow. Matthias Schoenertz. I don't even know idea who that is. No clue. All right. Uh, so for uh, people who wanted to play Venom but didn't get the role, Stephen Farrelly. I don't really know who that is. I was like, who's that? And Kellen Lutz. Okay, I know who that is. I don't know yep. who that is either. Um... There were a ton of people who expressed interest or were talked about to play Carnage. Okay. So Jackie Earl Haley. That would have been good. That would have been great. So Jackie Earl Haley is... Um, Rorschach. R- R- Rorschach R- 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 from Watchmen, <laughs> or uh, he's the new Freddy, Kr- Freddy Krueger. <laughs> yeah, right. He, he actually looks like Cletus Cassidy does in the comics. Okay. Um, uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda. What? Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Walton Goggins, which I think he would have been good. Yeah, that would have been a good one. I think Walton Goggins would have been great. He's, uh, sounds familiar. He ever seen Justified? Yeah. He's, uh, he's, um. Boyd Crowder. Boyd Crowder. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that would be a good pick. Yeah. 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 He'd be good. And then Jim Carrey. Uh, the maybe. way the way the Ronald McDonald wig is on Woody Harrelson, <laughs> yeah, Jim Carrey could wear that. Yep. And then uh, Sony considered Alan Tudyk at one time for Carnage. Okay, which would have been interesting. Yeah, I could see that. Yep. Uh, that's all I got. Um, I, I kind of you might have seen this in research, but I think I got a pop quiz. Oh, really? I'm gonna I'm gonna hit that button. All right, let's do it. Pop quiz, hot shot. D- can you name uh, the, the Tom Hardy said he based his uh, Eddie Brock character on three different people? Do you know who they were? I do not. Did Sphinx anything? I'm really curious to find out who. Okay, he said he based his Eddie is Eddie Brock on Woody Allen, Conor McGregor, and Redman. What? <laughs> I mean, I get the, the first two I see. <laughs> I kind of get, yeah, the Woody Allen, I mean, the the being like kind of a neurotic yeah. and stuff uh, like that. I get that, and like I, the kind of McGregor, maybe. But yeah, he also said that he he also said that he cites as a, a as an influence on his relationship as being like Eddie and yeah. Venom, as he cites the Ren and Stimpy show as a <laughs> as an influence on like the dynamic between when he's doing Eddie and Venom. I this is all uh Tom Hardy <laughs> stuff, so what the fuck? <laughs> I started to, start to feel like something's wrong with Tom Hardy. Hey, you know what? After watching this movie too, like I feel like something's something's a little bit off with him. <laughs> and and when I look back at the roles he's done, I think something's wrong with Tom Hardy. Well, he does what he does. Yeah. <laughs> His shin's on for for God's sakes. Yeah. Does it make as much money as I thought he did? What was it? Twenty million? Thirty million. Thirty million. Uh, Still pretty good. Also, fun fact: uh, Michelle Williams' law firm in the movie yeah. is uh, Michelini and McFarland. Yep. So the creators of Venom were the name. Mm. Also, apparently, if you look on like her inbox when it's showing the emails that she has, she has an email from Bodhi, which is Riz Ahmed's character in uh, Rogue One. 
Oh, no. yeah, that's right. Oh, God, I forgot he was in Rogue One. Yeah, he's uh, Bodhi in Rogue One. So um, I knew he looked familiar throughout yeah. the film. I'm like, where else have I seen him? And I, and I and I think the only real like other interesting thing that I have to, to mention about this is that there apparently is like, this is a relatively short movie. Yeah. There apparently was 30 to 40 minutes of this movie that were cut. That seems about right. Like I, I it seems like there was stuff that was not included. And he since I think he's since walked back down it cuz I think Sony probably was like shut the f up, but like originally mm-hmm. Tom Hardy was like, "Yeah, he's like basically all my favorite scenes from the movie were cut." <laughs> he he said that I think a couple of times and I think Sony was like, "You got to stop saying that." <laughs> You can't so, say that in interviews. So. I'm really. <laughs> I kind of want to see the longer cut now. I kind of don't like Tom Hardy anymore. <laughs> I, I, I'm kind of like. I want to see what was he's, cut. He's weird. I'm curious now. I'm not because I'm. I'm willing to bet it fills in a little, a few gaps here and there. Yeah, I don't know, and I don't. I, I mean, I have oh, the. Bl- I have the Blu-ray, but I don't even know if it has deleted scenes or what. I go. I'll get back to you on that. Yeah, please do. <laughs> All right, I, uh, it, we're running late. I think yeah, we should probably run racing. this. Yeah. All right, Sphinx. We'll ask our guest you yeah. if you want to rate first or second. Uh, I'll get it done. <laughs> I I wanted to like this movie. I I didn't particularly enjoy it. Unfortunately, like I I think the idea of Venom is kind of cool. And having his own movie seem like it could have been cool. I think Tom Hardy ruins this movie for me. I, I can't get past him. He he's weird. There are some weird things that we've discussed today that just create loopholes of of like where information is. And like we just said at the end, maybe there maybe there's a cut that explains things a little bit more. But I'd also say I don't want to watch a longer movie than what we have. <laughs> so uh I think I'm gonna go two machine guns. All right, I'm, I'm gonna not 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 go terrible, but not good either. Okay, I wouldn't recommend this. I'll go next. Okay, um, Sphinx, you're exactly right. However, upon <laughs> seeing this the second time, mm-hmm. I like this movie a lot better the second time. Okay. Like I did not because you. I mean, you were there when I was talking about it. the first time I saw it. I thought it was weird. I thought it the the comedy, Tom Hardy's. I thought there was two different movies going on. The movie that Tom Hardy was in is not the movie that we were watching. You know what I mean? Like whatever is happening in his mind, <laughs> yeah. acting is not what's being portrayed on screen with the rest of the movie. Yeah, yeah, he's really made me not like him from watching this. I don't yeah. keep going. So. But upon a second watch, I think it all works. It's weird. Like I think it. It for whatever reason, a second watch of this movie really makes me appreciate what he does in it a little bit more. Um, there's definitely still some issues with it. Like, you know, why do they walk him in the woods when they shoot him when, when they could easily have just killed him with all the rest of the people they killed in the, in the building or, mm-hmm. you know, how does the SWAT team show up? How do, there's all kinds of questions I can, I can ask about the plot, yeah. but in general, I enjoyed this movie a lot more the second time. Um, I mean, not enough to give it a great rating, but I, I would say, you know, this is about a three and a half. I'm going to give it. I mean, just because I feel like it's it's worth a couple watches. 
<laughs> um, I'll go and and like <laughs> I hear what everyone's saying, and I I will say this like objectively, this is not a good movie. Like I wouldn't I wouldn't like go to bat and be like, hey, you know what? You're missing. This is secretly a geniusly great movie. Like I accept all its flaws, and it is weird as hell. And I I will I will grant you that Tom Hardy is just out. He's out of his mind in this movie. But again, I appreciate the fact that he. I appreciate the fact that he did something in this movie. It doesn't work per se, but I like that he was like, I'm going to go in all in on this. Um, I've seen this a bunch. This is a movie that was on stars all the time, and I would just watch it all the time when it was on. And I, I don't know. It, it's kind of like of a bygone era. Era. I remember the night after we saw it, we, me, you, and Dave and Jody were talking. We were like, this movie seems like it should have came out. Like it should be a contemporary piece to like the Nicolas Cage Ghost Rider and like yes. the Thomas Jane Punisher. Like it seems like a throwback superhero movie. Like it, it's not like a polished MCU movie like we get now. It seems like it should have came out like a decade ago. That's yeah. a really good point. Which is like like if you were like, hey, there's a team up movie and it's Tom Hardy's Venom. Yeah, we talked about Nicolas this. Cage Ghost Rider, <laughs> Thomas Jane Punisher, like and like the, and Blade and Blade. Like you could see that. So it's like I feel yeah. like it's a throwback movie and there's just something about this movie i i accept that it's bad but i love watching it for some reason and i don't know why i don't have a good reason because all the things you said about it are true but i'm gonna go with lbj and give it three and a half this machine goes this is your die another day like i can't I can't hate a Bond movie, even yeah. though I know it's severely horrible. Yeah. I feel well, like you're kind of yeah. the same way. Like, I'm, I'm slowly going to his side. It's so weird. Like, this I did not expect it. It's like, this is tangentially like a Spider-Man movie, so it's like, I kind of have to like it. Yeah. And I think the sequel's going to be better. I think you're right. I think the sequel is going to be better. I don't have confidence in that <laughs> because of Tom Hardy. I, Woody Harrelson might be awesome. I think he'll be a better villain than Drake. I think Carnage. you need to just give this movie some space. <laughs> I don't think we're ever going to come back of, to it later on. Although uh, you do own it now. <laughs> that's true. I do own it now. Which, that's a good story real quick. I, this movie is impossible to find to rent. Like, yeah. everywhere I went, like, uh, online and whatnot, like, I had to buy it. And I'm like, I don't want to spend $15 on this movie because I heard it's not any good. <laughs> and so I, I finally reached out to, to the two of you. I'm like, how did you guys do this? And And... Hovercraft Joe mentioned that that he owned it and that you had the digital copy of yeah. it and you said you don't use the digital copy yeah, so, so it's on my Voodoo account yeah. so I, I I extended my olive branch if you if you ever want to use my Voodoo it's it's available to you yeah I have a stack of those maybe I'll start just randomly posting you need them. to let me know because I'll I'll take say, them. I'll take them too all right and, and it's and a like movie I, said, I, don't I, I will legit share them which I don't know if we should say that in the air but anyway ne- next next time we, next time we record I'll bring my stack and you guys can decide which ones you want all right deal. Yeah, let's do it. Um, but yeah, so I mean, like I said, I like I said, uh, objectively, this is a bad movie, but I still love it. So, all right, die another day. Well, <laughs> you, you know what I love? Patreon. Patreon. You love Patreon? I love Patreon. We've been doing this show for almost a hundred episodes, and you still call the patrons the Patreons. <laughs> <laughs> I still like them, whatever they're called. I like them too. I yeah. like them at the one dollar and the five dollar tier. Mm. I also like our non-patrons. I do too. Mm. They, you know, they like, to, like to share stuff on social media <laughs> and, and tell us stuff. Uh, I, I would say that, and I, I would like more of our people to maybe look at Patreon and, and see what it is that we offer, especially. 
especially if if it's not just movies you're into, but if you're into video gaming, either modern or retro, if you're into tabletop gaming, we've got a great storyline with Dungeons and Dragons called yep. Noobs and Dragons. If you're into The Simpsons, like the Gamezilla Media Network has tons of different podcasts for you um that that please check out and and if you start to enjoy some of those other shows that we offer you know then we would really like you to to check out that patreon as well and and if you just love our show and you want to throw us a couple of bones there we would greatly appreciate yeah. it as we move forward plus we have more shows for you well, we, yeah we sure do oh well and i was just going to say before we get into that just even at the dollar level i mean you're getting bonus content at mm-hmm. the dollar level i guarantee that if you go to patreon you pledge that dollar to your credit card you are not going to notice a dollar a month Absolutely. No, you are not going to notice our month. Take back twelve dollars a year. Yeah, take yeah. back ten pop bottles. And, and got think it. of every week, you know, an hour out of the week. That's fifty-two hours of entertainment we're providing you for the mm-hmm. year. Yeah. So twelve bucks. You know, hopefully we're worth twelve bucks to you. But what is if some? Not, of, don't tell us. What is some of that great content we're providing them? Well, for the one dollar, you actually get a whole brand new show. Mm-hmm. That's right. You get State of the Zilla. Right. Where we kind of just. Shoot the shit about whatever we want. Yeah, it's just and kinda, it's all random groups. Of yeah, us. it's a grab bag of different uh, Gamezilla Media personalities talking about just random subjects. Uh, me, you, and uh, Chops did one where we just talked about comic books for like 40 minutes. Yep. And then me and Craig talked about uh, anime for 40 minutes. It was great. Yeah. So it's kind of it's kind of fun. We just you know grab and talk, and it, it, it's you can get it at that dollar level. Yep. Yeah. All right. We're running pretty long at this point. We are. We should probably say goodbye. Yeah. Yeah. So, again, please check out Patreon. Please check us out on social media. But I'll go ahead and say that this last action podcast has been terminated. But we'll be back. <laughs>